Hi, I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. And I'm Dr. Jose Lugo Santiago. Welcome to Leaders and Futures. Let us have a new kind of conversation, one about leading as futures emerge, are yet to happen, or plainly need to be reimagined. Someone has said that the best way to predict the future is to create it. Although it's impossible to predict the future, one thing is certain, you must lead in it. It's time to think differently about leading. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Let's get started with today's discussion on leaders and futures. Pues buenos dias, Lugo. It's uh, another week, another day. Thank goodness we're here together. Well, not really. <laughs> we are. You know, this yeah. is the virtual space. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? It is the virtual space. Virtual Everybody's space. here. Okay. Our readers, too. Thank you for being here. Yeah, okay. Yes. With us. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> Wherever <laughs> well, we by may the, be. Yeah, by the way, uh, uh, yes, uh, the, last week, you remember we had this conversation, I think it was last week or the week before, about uh about vitamin p oh yeah right patients yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. i and then you told and then i i suggested vitamin p mm -hmm. and then you told me about how much you use the vitamin p push-ups right and so but I, <laughs> I i will report to this here's a, a report uh report i think i feel i feel i'm a mission i'm fully mission capable today okay you know uh so so that's that's good i think yeah. uh vitamin p push-ups worked okay. and, and also uh vitamin d and c Okay, D was Motrin. No, no, that's uh, the vitamin M. Okay, that, no, yeah, the, that's the, the military always confuse those two. Indeed, indeed, yeah. we always do. Yeah, <laughs> especially when it gets to H, uh, happiness, there is none. Uh, well, we can talk about that. Yeah, yes. uh, I'll tell you what. And I, uh, 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 sometimes, and I think I've, I've shared this with uh, with you before. The great philosopher. Dirty Harry said, "A man's got to know. A man's got to know his limitations, and sometimes we overdo it, you know. And those push-ups sometimes will go. Because my my goal every year, well, it's been for a year. Because I started working regularly when I retired. You know, I work out uh, an hour and a half every day, but um, which I couldn't before because I had to work. Mm. But anyway, uh, now my goal that I reached in December was fifty. Uh, four sets of 50 push-ups uh, every other day. So uh, I got to that, and then I went on vacation on, on uh, for Christmas and all that. And when I got back, eh, no. <laughs> you have to start back back off, you know. And uh, you got to know that because otherwise if you and, – and what I did was um, I overdid it, and, you know, I strained myself. So now when you hurt yourself, especially as you get older, uh, know this, and our listeners out there know this. As you get older, when you hurt yourself, it's going to take you – a lot longer to get back to where you were. So know your limitations, back off a little bit if you take a break or don't take a break, I guess. that Maybe that's yes. it. Remember, I think I said that um, the the best never rests. So maybe that's just uh, uh, to support what I keep saying. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, good, good. I'm glad. Uh, I think we're both uh, in fairly good health uh, right now. And, and that's good. Uh, winter is still up here in Colorado. Plenty of snow off and on. We don't, we get a week of... Uh, what is it, Indian summer or something, and then uh, a week of real winter? So, well, uh, we're glad that you are uh, that you're there in Colorado for yeah. all of us representing all of us, and uh, you, you go get it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, uh, well, let's go back to, to business here. The last week, I think we were talking. We continued the discussion on uh, what does what do leaders do. Because I think your, your contention and, and your uh, concern was they got to get things done, right? Yes. But, yeah, or, or else. Now, I'm, I'm going to say that 
the the only reason that you're a leader is because the followers say you are. But but so, by getting things done, sometimes followers don't care whether you got it done. They care about whether you took care of me, which they, it's kind of a cycle. You know, if you take care of me, you said that. We've, we've said that back when I think I taught you this. You take care of your people, they'll take care of the job. And mostly that works. But you still got to take care of the job. You're responsible for it either way if you're the leader. So uh, uh, my contention, Lugo, after we, we talked about that a couple of episodes ago and the, uh, even the last one is, I think in general, a good leader, what he does or she does is pay attention. Because uh, as we've been talking, uh, what we're trying to do is develop not just one future because that might not work because the world is changing constantly. So we have to create uh, several futures and then kind of go by which one is working best. Like, I think that's, that's the way you put it, isn't it? So uh, a few things. I'll go in here. I would say that, yes, you are a leader when the followers, you have followers and tells you and they recognize you. <clears throat> Sometimes, it, and, you're, and there's positional leadership, right? Well, you're, you're there and I understand what your point is, uh, manager versus a leader. But I will say this, what the follower, a follower don't always care about how you being treated. Right. I mean, they always care, but that's not the only reason why you're there. I'll tell you from looking at me when I think about this, if I know that I have a leader and at the beginning, that's what happens. Right. You go through the honeymoon and you're like, oh, this guy impressive. You know, she's going to get stuff done. And and then all of a sudden he or she's out there and he can't get stuff done. I get disappointed. And uh, at that point, the person's not my leader anymore. If the person can't get anything done, uh, then then I'm not going to subscribe. I end my subscription. And this is what I mean. So <clears throat> when thinking about futures and, and being able to create these places where we want to be, we create those places that where we want to be. And these are the, the, the either we create these futures or we already see these futures emerging, forming. And then we use the partnerships. We use the people around us and tools and whatever to either uh, make the future that we want to have predominant and or subscribe and go to some of the other futures. When we plan and, and then we do the planning to ensure that uh, whatever strategy we have, we can we can tweak this particular strategy so we can get to, to the to the future that is closer to ours is a preferred future that we have gets disrupted. So that's one thing. But to get to that point, it means that the leader has to get things done. Him or her cannot do it by, you know, this is a world, right? Nowadays, this is not, this is not a, a pyramid world, a pyramid and the leader on the top and the person says, uh, do I, no, it's, it's the center. The leader is now a center of an inter complex and related world. And is constantly, it is constantly taking information, sending information, and and empowering uh, different aspects of that leader's ecosystem. So, yeah, he or she can synchronize the the efforts, so all of us can get things done towards the future that we want to have. Right. Otherwise, we will find ourselves in other futures. And if we find ourselves in other futures, then we will need to shape that future. So in the end, all of us create value in it. You know, things that we see that we that we are going to be that we're going to that we're going to live with. 
things, places where we're going to live in, uh, and things that we'll do in that future that we feel we can deal with, right? We, yeah. we we have to negotiate those things, right? And that's why I say the 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 bottom. I won't say the bottom line. The, a leader has to be paying attention to what's going on around around them. And Correct. as you said, you know, the old paradigm was that a leader leads from the front. And I suggest that the leader, an effective leader doesn't. He, like you just said, is in the center of it. And, you know, in my Native American culture, we would say that it's a circle, but it's not really. It's a mosaic that you live in it, because, you know, some parts are really big, some parts are a little small, and that shifts all the time. It's like, uh, what is that element that, that uh, uh, what is that? It's a silver thing. Uh, I can't think of what it is. It's a... That that didn't do well in chemistry, evidently, but it um, is a mercury that shifts. You know where you touch it, and it shifts all the way. It yes. moves, mm -hmm. it changes its whole uh, structure. And I think the world is that way anymore. You you have no idea what's going to affect it today. You know, and uh, the, if we to be what we would might consider effective again and not just the leader but everyone is responsible for leading. I think at least their portion yes, of their lives. Absolutely. So uh, you got to be paying attention. Where what did just what just happened? What do we think might happen? And and it goes back to trust too, Lugo. As you see that, you have to be able. You have to be willing to tell the boss, your peers, everybody, this just happened. Because if you, if you keep it to to, to yourself, because you know back in the day uh, when I was growing up, uh, we thought we had this paradigm of, of uh, power of what leading uh, is about is uh, this clench. You know, if you clenched your fist. That's power. Uh, no, it's not. That may have been uh, several generations ago, but it's not anymore. The real power is in embracing and extending your hands to help everybody else. And the more information you give to everybody, the better you're going to be. Although I think, uh, again, the old paradigm and a lot of people are still this way. I'm not going to tell you because if I tell you, then you've got an edge on me. I, I, I When I was at the uh, Air Force Academy, I was doing this program that I needed this platform uh physically a platform and uh to, because i had some a speaker come in and all that kind of stuff uh, so i found out that this person on the on the yard at the other in another building had one and i didn't have one and you know i could afford i, I couldn't afford to uh, uh, rent one or buy one so i once i found that out i called him up and i said joe uh, can i uh, use your platform i got blah blah i explained and all this stuff he said uh, sorry bob but no what do you mean? No. Are you using it? No. Because it, it was in the closet. It was like, uh, had uh, spider webs. It had never been used or it's been a long time. Uh, can I, uh, can I borrow it? Can I use it? He said, no. I said, Why? Because if I lend it to you, then I have to lend it to everybody else. I, I was bumfoozled. I mean, okay, we work for the same organization and you're going <laughs> to keep this thing that I need to succeed away from me because yes. somebody else might want it. You know, that's really old thinking. <laughs> The so, secret gets out. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. I want to keep this a secret. Yes, yes, which I think is stupid. You know, uh, again, the new thinking, and and I hope you agree, is tell everybody. You know, let everybody know that uh, you you have this, and if you need it, you got it. So a great uh, leader would do that, right? Because one of the things that we uh, and we're about to teach a project management class uh, in a city, and. Uh, and I think project management teaches you a lot about, you know, what leaders do, how leaders get things done uh, through people. But this is what happens. You mentioned in there, you had something that you needed. Uh, no, the leader had something that you needed. 
And but he said, you know, if I if I give it to you, this is the problem. Uh, I'm thinking in regards to uh, getting things done or or you know resources in an organization. You have a resource in your organization that other people need. So part of that is that you are able to communicate. Hey, I have this. There may be something happening. Something may be happening in the organization, and you have the answer or the resource to you know for part of the team maybe connected to you know a team connected to another team that is connected to your team they need that but because you're keeping it quiet they cannot get over this obstacle that they have so that's number one you have a resource that you need and people need to know about it uh you need to communicate in project management we have this we keep a what we call a, a resource register and that is part of the project documentation so everybody understands what are the resources that we're going to have and how we're going to expand those resources not only that when are those resources available and that is part of the communication plan right. and so knowing that you can do you know all kinds of things uh yeah. so uh and one of those things is because you do this going back to the first point that you made about leaders being able to understand the things that are happening around them. Uh, and I think that's kind of like uh, what you use being, and that is foresight, right? That's thinking foresight because what you're doing is you understand where you are. Right? There's two things. There's critical thinking and strategic thinking. Critical thinking, how we got here. Now that I'm here, how does the world look like? And strategic thinking answers the other question is how, uh, where am I going? And how am I going to get there? Those are the two questions that you ask. And so thinking foresight, all these things are happening. And now I am able to use systems thinking to understand the uh, how things are connected in my ecosystem. And when things in, and there are power players and every time they move, something happens and what are the consequences of those? Uh, so that's that's a very good point. The other point you made in regards to leading from the front, I, I have to make a comment about that that uh that expression whoever came up with that you know leaders lead from front whoever came you know I'm, i tell you that's what happened somebody wrote that in a book yeah. and they came out you know everybody's repeating it it doesn't make any sense think about this even uh when I, you talk about your experience uh actually you talk about native american you also talk about the academy experience so here i am right as a military training instructor drill sergeant i have i align align six a a a formation of 60 trainees, you know, four, four across and whatever they, they mass 15 back. Right. And so me, I am responsible as a drill sergeant who's marching that formation. There's a lot of, uh, of metaphors in here that, that, that tie to the organization. We probably go, we can talk for hours and hours. I know we don't have that time, but this is what happens. I am, I have me as a leader. I I'm responsible for the safety of those trainees as I'm marching them. I'm going to give them command. They have to be able to listen to me. They have to understand my voice and all that stuff. You know where I sit when I'm going before, you know, I have them all formed up. At the beginning, when I'm forming them up, I'm at the front of the formation, right? I say, fall in, and then everybody else get into their formation and stuff like that. Once everybody is there, everybody knows their, their position, and we are ready. I go to the back of the formation. And then I'm going to give them a forward march. We're going somewhere. This is a strategic, a strategic thinking and strategic acting. So now I'm going to make the move. But I don't go to the front of the formation and start giving commands. 
case I have no idea what's happening behind me. So I go to the back of the formation, to the side and back. And then from there, I go and I say forward march. And let's say, for example, I'm going to pivot them. I'm going to make them go do a 90 degree turn. So I go left, you know, I go left face, uh, you know, a forward arch. And then I go, you know, and I give them my pivot to the left. And I can see from where I am, every single member of the formation, how they're pivoting. If they are in step with, and I make corrections and then I, you know, as they're going, you know, because after I call them left, I say, call them left harsh. They, they pivot. After so you're, you're paying attention. Have, you're paying right. attention. Okay. I'm paying attention. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And I, and I'm also not only paying attention to them, that that is too short sighted. I am paying attention to uh, the environment around me. Are they, you know, their safety, where they're going as they are moving. And once I see, you know, they, the last member have uh, pivoted, then I say forward march, and then we speed up the formation. And as I am marching with them, I'm scanning the environment to make sure that I don't lead the, the formation as it moving forward into some kind of crash because there's traffic or something like that. I mean, there are so many different things that you do. And when people say a leader leads from the front, I mean, in practice, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm talking not only physically, because we have proven this physically, but also within the formation. There is no way you can see what's happening. You got to be, sometimes you got to be in the front, uh, organizing. You got to be in the middle to feel the pace, right? And you got to be also, and most of the time you're on the back, watching, giving instructions, communicating, uh and, Supporting. and seeing the the safety aspects of yeah. the environment that they are moving in, so that's right. yeah, I have to say something about that because that yeah. that's that phrase it, just and even doesn't make especially any sense. especially in using that uh, that example uh, at the back. And I, I remember as a first sergeant, that's where the first sergeant goes. He's in the back. He or she is in the back, watching all of this stuff to make sure that everybody's still doing whatever they're supposed or they're at least healthy and safe and all that kind of stuff. But that is a supportive position too. You know, if someone is, uh, you know, although you were talking about marching, but they could be running, jogging or whatever the term is anymore to get to a, a place. You got to be at the back of it, uh, making sure that everybody is within. We didn't leave anybody behind because if you left somebody behind because you're in the front, what do you do? You get to where you're supposed to go. And what happened to half my, uh, my troops? Well, they hurt themselves back there when they hit a pothole or something. So, uh, you know, I think it makes sense what you're saying exactly sometimes. And that's what, again, uh, uh, paying attention, uh, being uh, able to move, to adjust, because it's going to change. You never know. Correct. You know, okay, so the boss shows up. Now what? Well, you better adjust because, you know, yeah, you can have all the plans you want. But when the boss shows up, the plans go to crap. It's like war. We always say that. We have a, a, a plan that changes as soon as the first bullet starts flying because the enemy didn't know about the plan. Well, you know that when we're thinking about doctrine and how we prepare for war, we think through every possible scenario as much as we can. And, and so we have different kinds of scenarios that we have gone through them. And then we even play these scenarios so we know how to react. 
And then, so we plan accordingly, because I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, that, that's an excuse to not use the plan. And and, and that is uh, a, a little irresponsible from leaders to even, you know, attempt to do something like that. But so we have all of these plans. We we create these scenarios. We play in these scenarios to develop the instinct within us. And so when then we're out there in, you know, the first shot is fired or we're, we're right there, we're in the mission, whatever that mission is, is the mission is to provide power to a city. If it's, if it's, if it's, you know, marching people, if it's directing people, whatever. The point is that uh, because you have think through these scenarios and you have put yourself in these scenarios, you have developed the instinct to then exercise the art of leadership. And so, so the art of leadership plays differently, but is still confined and informed by uh, the the scenario planning that you did, the the thinking through uh, the different kinds of situations that you, be, you you could be in, and that makes leaders and organizations and teams very successful. A leader who's able to do that, it has mastery the art of war. Speaking of planning. Let's plan on finishing up this discussion next week. Let's do that. Did you notice how I did that? Yeah, it's just, you know, you're, you're getting good at this. I'll talk to you well. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. All right, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. We hope today's topic connected with you and helped you reflect on the work leaders do to get out of a narrow focus on one future and into a broader range of possible alternatives. If you'd like to connect with us, Find us at leadersandfutures.com. And if you would like to learn more about leadership and future studies, we have several programs to help you at the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Until next time, be great. <laughs>